Judge Jeanine Pirro. She's the outspoken host. Judge Jeanine Pirro is dominating the headlines right now. This is the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Now, here's Judge Jeanine Pirro. It is a beautiful Sunday morning here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on the Red Apple Audio Network. Uh, you know, they, it was a busy week this week. And, you know, whenever whenever Donald Trump gets in the mix, it gets even busier. So uh, when I look back at the week and look forward to next week, uh, I can't help but 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 chuckle about uh, Donald Trump and the uh, CNN town hall where CNN literally uh, actually some of their anchors went ballistic that they would actually allow a former president to do a town hall where the president literally steamrolled Caitlin Collins, the CNN uh, anchor, and uh, was in total control of the room. Uh, talking about how his administration fought economy, uh, fought uh, inflation, and created an energy independent uh, country and a net net uh, energy independent country. And uh, it was very interesting to see the meltdown of those on the left. Uh, also this week, uh, the uh, uh, House Oversight, Congressman Jim Comer, released a lot of information about the Biden family. We found out that $10 million was received by the Biden family members. I believe it was nine of them. The wife, the ex-wife, the lover, the niece, the, the grandchild. Everybody was getting a little piece of the action while Joe Biden was vice president. Uh, and so people say, well, uh, you know, why is everybody getting money well everybody's getting money because they can't put 10 million dollars in one account or five million dollars in one account of a guy who works for the uh for the government and has for the last whatever 47 years at that point or 50 uh and so they laid out a case of an organized criminal enterprise with joe biden being the uh, front guy hunter biden being the bag man so Joe Biden would go into these countries like Romania and Ukraine and lecture about uh, how bad corruption was. And at the back door was Hunter collecting a million dollars from a corrupt Romanian uh, from one of his companies. And then you got Joe Biden going into Ukraine and saying, leveraging our tax dollars, saying, uh, if you don't uh, get rid of the prosecutor who's investigating the company that, by the way, his son was on the board of and making a fortune every month, then we're not going to give you a billion American dollars. Well, my thought is, who the hell are you to wrap yourself in the power and prestige of the American flag and go to a foreign country and leverage your son's income uh, with our taxpaying dollars? And so, folks, what you saw was the outline of an organized criminal enterprise with all the hallmarks of corruption, uh, tax evasion, money laundering, not to mention uh, Hunter being a foreign agent who failed to register. And you may recall that um, um, the uh, who, who, the guy who worked for Donald Trump, Paul Manafort, was in solitary confinement for not registering as a foreign agent. So we're going to have Congressman Matt Gates, who's going to talk to us about that, and uh, I expect that that's going to be a pretty exciting interview. And now Title 42 did expire this week, Thursday at midnight or Friday morning at 12.01. It has been an unmitigated disaster. The administration has had two years, folks, 
two years to prepare for this, and now it is an invasion. I don't care if you like the word or you don't like the word. It's an invasion of illegals that the Biden administration is complicit. And this guy, Mayorkas, stands up there like a puppet and lies through his mouth. Judge Janine. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining me now is Congressman Mike Lawler. And I want to welcome him to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Now, Congressman Mike Lawler proudly represents the 17th Congressional District in New York, which includes Rockland County, Putnam County, portions of my county, Westchester, as well as Dutchess County. Um, before that, he was in the New York State Assembly and uh, was a ranking member on government uh, operations. Look, he's great at what he does. I'm not going to spend a lot of time, but he, he doesn't just talk the talk, he walks the walk. So I want to welcome uh, Congressman Mike Lawler. I am sure you're very busy this Sunday morning, Congressman, dealing with uh, what we're going to be talking about, and that is the influx of immigrants. Why don't you tell us what what, what is the latest? Well, New York City uh, obviously has been a sanctuary city for a long time. And since Joe Biden took office, we've obviously seen a massive influx of migrants coming to the United States. Over 5 million have crossed our southern border. New York City has taken in over 60,000 migrants, and they're just busting at the seams at this point and cannot handle it. And so what they've decided to do is try and shift uh, responsibility for those migrants into communities all across the state, especially here in the Hudson Valley. And so I, along with uh, our local elected officials, County Executive Ed Day and uh, the Orangetown Supervisor Teresa Kenny, uh, you know, immediately objected to this because we don't have the, the resources nor the capabilities to handle hundreds, if not thousands of migrants being, you know, dropped off at our doorstep. Uh, in these municipalities. And, you know, I spoke to the mayor about this last week uh, and, you know, voiced my strong opposition to him and said to him, look, mayor, I I get the challenge that you're dealing with, but you chose to be a sanctuary city. We did Mm -hmm. not. And, you know, you should join me in in demanding that the president secure our border. Well, look, look, Congressman, the president's not going to secure the border. But here's the thing. If 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 uh, Mayor Adams is a sanctuary city of what? New York's got eight million people. If they can't afford, what did you say, 60,000? How many did they get? 60,000 migrants. 60,000 migrants. How could a small county with a budget that doesn't compare to the billions that New York has possibly possibly pay for these illegals? Where are you going to put them? All over the country, they're putting them on the streets in tents. Yeah, sorry. New York, New York, no, that's okay. New York City is getting a billion dollars from the state in the state budget to deal with the migrant crisis. Rockland County's overall budget is about $800 million. So New York City is getting more money to deal with the migrant crisis than Rockland County has to spend on all of its operations for the county. It's the smallest geographic county outside the city of New York. It is about 340,000 people living there. As the county executive pointed out, we have about 70 people uh, as part of our homeless population. 
Seven zero. Seven zero. <laughs> the mayor was proposing to drop off three hundred and forty migrants uh, at a hotel in the town of Orangetown. By the way, the hotel does not have a CEO to operate as a New York City shelter. So the mayor was basically setting up shop, having health care providers, food, laundry services at the hotel for four months. And the town code doesn't permit a hotel to uh, operate transient use for more than 30 days. So this this entire calamity is, is a mess of their own making. Um, and the governor has had her head in the sand throughout oh. this entire episode. It, it is shameful what's gone on here. Well, th- this governor, I, I mean, is clueless. I mean, I call her the accidental governor. I mean, that she that she beat Lee Zeldin absolutely blows my mind. But that's another issue. Look, will the, it, they are undeterred. The Biden administration, as far as I'm concerned, Congressman, is complicit in the invasion into this country of of individuals, foreign nationals about whom we know nothing, and they have made a decision that they're going to release them in in. in in, in groups of 30 or 100 or 1,000, whatever the number is, without even giving them an alien registration number and just saying, you know, in a wink and a nod, okay, come to court when you can. D- don't get me wrong. I have no problem with people who want to come here and work. There are illegals who want to come here and make a living, and many of them do work in in restaurants and, and in, you know, in stores. You see them all over the place. But when we don't vet them, Congressman, we don't know. Who's a pedophile? Who's a drug dealer? Who's convicted of murder? Who's an identity thief? Who has no problem driving drunk? Who even has a license? Who has their vaccines? I mean, this is this is something where the president is complicit with this invasion, and yet he does nothing. What can Congress do to force him to do something? Well, Congress took action this past week. We passed H.R. 2, uh, the Secure Our Border Act. And it is probably the most comprehensive border security uh, package that has ever passed the United States Congress. We have to stop this massive inflow of migrants. Now, I've said it many times. My wife's an immigrant. I've been through this process. All right. We welcome immigrants to our communities. They enrich our culture, our economy. We need them in our country. But you have to have an orderly process of course. and there has to be screening. You have to know who's coming here and for what purpose. It's not just, you know, obviously those that are truly seeking asylum from their country of origin. But you have you have human trafficking. You have the cartels trafficking drugs across our southern border, killing 80,000 Americans a year, a year. Yep. Yep. a year. And we're doing nothing about it. It is shameful. And so to me, this is this is about having a process that works. It's about making sure uh, ensuring the safety and welfare of our U.S. citizens, first and foremost, and then being able to uh, try and accommodate those who want to come here legally to work and, and search for a better life. We welcome them. Well, you know, we all do, Congressman. And you know what? Just as your wife, you know, came here, my my son years ago was dating a young woman from Belgium. Um, and she did everything she could to come here. And, and I'll make the story short. She couldn't come here after two years. It was ridiculous. And, you know, the relationship obviously ended. But But it's so sad. She was an educated woman. 
looking to get a job here. Uh, and, and she was the, the, the cream de la, de la cream. I mean, and in the end, what we're doing is we are allowing this country to literally be a globalist landing spot with benefits. We are no longer a sovereign nation. We're no longer a country with borders. I mean, hell, even the Vatican has borders. And how, and they, you know, Congressman, one more thing, and I, and I don't mean to interrupt you, but when they say, with Joe Biden, comes out he says you know the republicans they're going to get rid of medicare and they're getting rid of social security which is a lie we all know but the quickest way to get rid of medicaid is to have so many millions of people sharing in that medicaid that the american citizens there's none left we're going to have 10 million people by the time joe biden is gone we've already got five million two million that we know of and a million gotaways in two years and that's before 42 well, this, you look at a state like New York, uh, where you only need to be here for 30 days to qualify for Medicaid. Uh, there's no question. I mean, New, New York, as with its sanctuary city status, sanctuary state status, uh, and its laws with respect to uh, benefits uh, and services, obviously is attracting a massive number of migrants. And the city uh, finally is coming to the realization that it can't handle it. And so the question to me is, how do you fix this? Because obviously you cannot continue to, to be shelling out all of these resources uh, for people who, who are not here legally. You have no idea what their background is. Um, and, you know, the asylum cases are taking, in some instances, two to three years to be heard with the hope that these individuals are going to show up in court. The whole thing is a total disaster. Uh, the, the, the president has failed to address it. Uh, he has made it worse with the policies that have been enacted. Uh, with Title 42 expiring this past week, uh, you're looking at, you know, some 80,000 migrants coming out of Guatemala trying to come into the country. And the president's doing nothing to fix it. So this is this is a, a calamity on every level. All right, Congressman Mike Lawler, I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your day this morning. Uh, keep up keep up the good work that you're doing. We're very grateful. I especially am as one of your constituents. Thanks so much for being with thanks. us. Thanks, Judge Jeanine. Take okay, care. Okay, thanks. And up next here on the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will be speaking with Florida Congressman Matt Gates. What does he think of uh, uh, former President Donald Trump's uh, performance at that CNN town hall? And what does he predict for the future? And what are his thoughts on the immigration that's going on? This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Joining us now is an incredibly impressive congressman, someone who walks the walk, doesn't just talk the talk. He means business, folks, and uh, he can uh, outlast anybody in terms of standing up and staying strong for what he believes in. Uh, his name is Matt Gates. I know you know who he is. Uh, he's a member of the uh, of Congress, currently serving in his fourth term in the House, member 
member of the Armed Services Committee and Judiciary. His work focuses on national security, veterans affairs, and most importantly, uh, Congressman, adherence to the constitutional principles from Florida to D.C. He is a conservative firebrand. He is a prominent voice for uncovering corruption. And during the Russia hoax, he was one of the Russia hoax. He was one of the few people who said this is all nonsense. Tireless defender of President Trump. I'm not going to say much more. He'll prove it when he starts talking. Congressman Matt Gates, good to have you. I'm going to start with a question. Donald Trump on CNN Town Hall. How do you think he did? Uh, that was a an exquisite performance, and it was a thoughtful performance. Uh, President Trump brought the receipts. He was able to speak in great detail when people asked about the economy and their future, and he didn't give an inch when pressed uh, time and again uh, by CNN's anchors. So I thought uh, it was wonderful for him. I think he ought to do more of these types of uh, direct exchanges with Republican voters in these primary states. And it, there was a kindness when he acknowledged the question. He looked the, the questioner in the eye. He talked to them about uh, the way he could make their life better. And in a race with, uh, with Ron DeSantis uh, that's shaping up, you know, President Trump certainly has the edge on empathy and, and just showing the extent to which uh, his heart bleeds for our country and our countrymen. Well, you know, it's it's a uh, it, when you describe that Congressman Matt Gates, it reminds me of the time that the president actually hugged uh, the American flag. He wasn't afraid to do that. And uh, he, I think, rolled over the CNN anchor. I think the audience was enthralled with him. And someone said, well, they were all Trump people. No, they were Republican primary uh, voters. And uh, he totally controlled it. It was it was fascinating to watch him uh and i think he, he was broke funny. He, he was funny is, and charming, enter- Judge. He's entertaining. <laughs> he is entertaining. And um, But what he did, Congressman Matt Gates, is he broke that, that glass, whatever glass was there. Now he's out there, and I think that, you know, he's going to be everywhere. The sad part is the left showed themselves to be totally fascist when they say, he should have been cut off. You shouldn't allow him to speak. All of a sudden, they're so comfortable with the denial of free speech and uh, shutting down free speech. Not that that's any surprise. But I want to get to something else now. Right now, uh, the Trump era, uh, 42, Title 42 rule ends. Illegal immigrants are surging our border en masse. They're not even giving them alien registration numbers. They're just trying to get them out as soon as they come in so we don't see as many people lined up and waiting in the thousands. What do you see uh, happening over the next few days? We are seeing a a mass invasion of biblical proportion now at the southern border, and it doesn't have to be this way. When you see um, the, these moms clinging to their children crossing rivers, when you see people wrapped up in barbed wire slicing them, uh, it is it is a consequence of decisions Joe Biden has made on the border. This is not a natural phenomenon. This is a Biden-induced invasion of our country. And there's a solution. The House of Representatives this past week passed H.R. 2, a terrific piece of legislation that would stop this flow immediately because folks would not be paroled into our country if H.R. 2 were the law. So as Americans are watching these 
sad images that tear at your heartstrings. Know that if the United States Senate were to take up and pass H.R. 2 and Joe Biden were to sign it, this problem would be shut off within one day because the message would be out that there's no just release of people into the country. Judge, do you know that the self-report dates that they're giving to some of these people are out into the 2030, I mean, 2032, 2033? And in some cases, people are let into the country and just told – Show up and report yourself as an illegal immigrant somewhere. That's not going to happen. Yeah, well, the amazing part of it is, you know, I think it's more than Biden-induced. I think it's Biden-facilitated. I think that this is all part of a plan. Uh, I think it was in one of the bills, maybe it was the omnibus bill, where Biden cut uh, uh, Border Patrol by almost a half a billion. I think it was $448 million. And now he's, he's saying how great the Border Patrol is. No, what he's done is he's emasculated them. He's he's made them impotent to even deal with what's coming across the border. And, you know, H.R. 2, that would stop the flow uh, coming into this country. He doesn't he doesn't want to do that, obviously, uh, because the end game is is uh, to bring in as many as possible. And I, I have to tell you, I am not disappointed that they're moving them up to the northern states because it's about time that people all over the country saw what has been happening at the southern border towns that have been overrun ranches i mean i've been to the border many times as you have congressman gates i mean why should one part of the country suffer and i understand texas has um um has brought out this state police the national guard florida just got an order from a court saying that uh, they're not going to they can uh, resist them from coming in what else can they do well the states are fighting back but this is a uniquely national challenge Uh, Some people in Congress forget that in the Constitution, the American people have a right to be protected against invasion, and we are not living up to that challenge. And so you do see folks like Governor Abbott uh, out there engaging some of their state forces to protect their people. Uh, Every community to be overrun when you allow six, eight, nine million people into the country illegally. And that's just the start, Judge, because after all these people get in, then they start applying for family reunification visas with every aunt, uncle, cousin, family member uh, that is still not in our country. And they start pulling on that chain for chain migration. Uh, That's why I think we are at a true moment of reckoning right now with the end of Title 42, the pent up demand to get into the country, the sense of all these folks and the messages from the cartels that they will never have to leave. Basically, once you get here and assert some fraudulent asylum claim, you never have to leave the United States of America. And that is what is causing this flow. And so we have the solutions. President Trump put downward pressure on this illegal immigration. I I believe if he were president, we could stop this again immediately by reinstituting the Trump policies. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just you just don't want to watch this thinking this is an act of incompetence. This is on purpose. They are oh, yeah. doing this to our country on yeah. purpose. Yeah, there's no question, Congressman Matt Gates. Um, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And of course, now this week we saw uh, the uh, James Comer's committee, uh, and I liken the uh, what they brought out to a organized criminal enterprise, which is an attorney you obviously are familiar familiar with. I see Joe Biden as the uh, front guy, and I see Hunter Biden as the bad guy. So. Joe 
Joe Biden goes in the front door lecturing on uh, uh, anti-corruption and Hunter's at the back door with a bag, uh, you know, collecting a million dollars from a corrupt uh, Romanian co- company. And, and it goes on and on with Ukraine. Um, you know, still, it appears that it looks like the way it's being lined up is the, the left is going to do everything they can to come after um, a, a former President Donald Trump. And uh, so that when there are legitimate issues of, you know, tax evasion, money laundering, foreign agent lobbying, uh, that, you know, it's like balance. One side says this, the other side says that. What's your take on it? Well, I have a different take than many. Uh, I don't I don't necessarily believe that Joe Biden survives this and is the Democratic nominee in the 2024 election. I mean, th- th- this if you were looking at this fact pattern, judge, as a as a prosecutor work, I know you've done, you would be looking at charging this as a criminal RICO. No question. Uh, enterprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and at some point here, I think the weight becomes so heavy on Joe Biden and also just the, the chaos we're in. You mentioned it. I mean, Joe Biden was supposed to be our national sedative. He was supposed to calm everything down. Now we have a border that is in collapse. America's involved in a land war in Europe. China is becoming more aggressive. Joe Biden dismantled the China initiative at the Department of Justice that set up by President Trump to catch their spies and prosecute them. Uh, and folks are looking at this. And, and I don't know that at the last minute, the Democrats don't just sub Biden out. He pardons himself. He pardons Hunter, moves on. And, and we're looking at a Gavin Newsom uh, type type situation. So I called it here. If that occurs, I know it's not the conventional thinking in Washington. Well, you know, and, and it makes sense to me, but I'm practical. I mean, what you've got are people in Washington who are convinced, Congressman Matt Gates, that they they can do and say whatever they want. They can hide Joe Biden in the basement. They can make him, you know, read from a teleprompter and then turn around and stumble away as long as someone tells him in what direction. They have him sitting in the Oval Office with foreign leaders sitting down smirking in this condescending, arrogant way when the press asks him questions. I mean, they've gotten away with it for two years. It didn't hurt them in the midterms. So I'm sure there's a part of them, and, and i got to tell you, I'm going to throw this in, Jill Biden is an enabler. I mean, Joe Biden should be sitting on the beach at one of those beach houses. My, my, my belief is that uh, there's still time before the Iowa caucuses for the Democratic Party to do a line change. They probably would have gotten rid of Joe Biden already if the alternative wasn't so obviously worse and more embarrassing than Kamala Harris. America is skeptical of the 80-year-old vintage of Joe Biden. Are we really eager to sign up for the 86-year-old version of Joe Biden that we would get were he to be reelected? I mean, think of this guy at 86 years old. It it is not a gerontocracy. It is the United States of America. And uh, Good, good news for President Trump is I think he still remains our youngest president at heart. Well, it was it was fascinating, Congressman Matt Gates, uh, watching uh, uh, former President Donald Trump on CNN because the the verve and the vigor and the intellect that the the you know the the quickness with which um, he was able to respond and and act uh, and you juxtapose it against our president and it really is pathetic and it's true. I mean. Some 
sometimes I wonder if they might not just replace Kamala Harris with Susan Rice. Uh, you know, not too many people could complain about that. But, you know, good old Kamala. Isn't her moment to shine? Isn't she in charge of the border? Um, you know, isn't she the one who told them not to come? And I guess that didn't work out so well, did it? Uh, she's another embarrassment. Last thoughts. No, and, and while <laughs> you correctly pointed out that their legislation tied the hands of our border patrol in our country, uh, we were so willing to fund border patrol in other countries mm-hmm. uh, all over the world. And, you know, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden kind of stand for this, uh, this globalist uh, approach that often puts the needs of Americans last. And I, I'm no isolationist, but I do think right now, when we look at what's happening to veterans in our country, uh, when you look at uh, just the challenges our people face, the sense that we're the world's police force and the world's piggy bank is a little outdated to me for the challenges of our time. Yep, yep. And uh, I think that many Americans would agree. And in fact, if we want to do something on the world stage, Congressman Gates, we can do it in America because right now the world is represented in America as illegals literally invade the borders uh, and we just send them into the interior, not even giving them an alien registration number. Uh, Congressman Matt Gates, thanks so much for being with us. Um, you know, stay, stay as strong as you are. We appreciate everything that you do for us. Oh, thank you, Judge. Good chatting. Okay, take care. All right, and never forget, that's a commitment we made on 9-11. Honor it by donating $11 a month to the Tunnel to Towers Foundation at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. And up next here on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show, I will gavel out with my closing argument. This is the Judge Janine Show. This is the Janine Pirro Show. Now, here's Judge Janine Pirro. It is now time for me to gavel out my closing argument. All right, you heard from two congressmen, Congressman Matt Gates and Congressman Mike Lawler, both of them concerned about this country and what is happening to it. We are now in the middle of an invasion of a surge of our southern border that has been uh, facilitated by the Biden administration. The Trump era Title 42 policy of keeping people out is has been uh, dropped. The Biden administration had two years to prepare for this surge, and they are totally unprepared. And, of course, Kamala Harris, our borders are, is nowhere to be found. So the question is, what do we want in this country? What is America now? Is it simply a globalist globalist landing spot? Is this simply a place where anyone can come and share in the cornucopia of benefits? You know, in my book, Crimes Against America, and I'm reading from it now, I say the America of my childhood, the America so much of the world dreamed of throughout the 20th century, is no more. 
Her national unity has been compromised. Her wealth has been plundered. She has suffered assaults to her bedrock principles from freedom of speech and religion to capitalist market-based economics. Her world-class schools now spread indoctrination, and the National Assessment for Education Progress reports that many high school seniors can't read or do math. And on top of it all is a visceral symbol of our national decline, if there ever was one, and that is Joe Biden. Never in the history of this nation has one president done so much damage at one time as Biden has. And at times his actions have been so destructive they are indistinguishable from what a foreign saboteur would do. Biden has thrown away America's energy independence, exposing us to our enemies. He's taken away the incentive to work in favor of an ever more socialist system where rewards are doled out based upon skin and sex and orientation rather than ability. He has treated our border not as something to protect, but as an obstacle to be removed. He has shattered our national unity with dark speeches declaring half the country fundamentally irredeemable because of how it votes and its belief in the greatness of America. Folks, that is just a portion of my book, Crimes Against America, and it's never been more timely. It's about the left's takedown of our republic. And um, it is never uh, more timely than it is right now. You can get this on Amazon. You can get it at winningpublishing.com. It is, as if you get it, you will see how the takedown has happened in every aspect of our nation. Every one of our institutions has been assaulted and taken down. Oh, I can't believe we're out of time already, but make sure you join us right back here next next week. Same time, same place. We're going to have a lot to talk about next week. It's going to be a big week. So I look forward to talking to you next Sunday on the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Foundation show. Have a great day, everybody. Take care. This is the Judge Janine Show.